Poso maoni work, wai wainan kitana ni mua e yoski pietaya posnotaman e yum MITW podcast. A yospis pietaya posnapi notaman and e hisikimaka e yoso matnamineho kihi. Welcome to the Menominee Indian Tribe of Wisconsin podcast. I'm your host, Sheena Wapus. On this episode, I am again joined by guest Von Bowles. He is the public information officer for the Incident Command Center for the Menominee Indian Tribe of Wisconsin. And he is here to answer some of our COVID-19 related questions. Welcome, Von. Thanks. Happy Friday. Yes, yes. Okay, so our first question or topic, I guess, is about vitamins and supplements. So there's been some questions around, are there certain vitamins or supplements that people should be taking in order to maybe boost their immune system or something like that and help prepare their bodies, I guess, for an infection? Yeah, so um, as, as some of you may know, uh, vitamins are a, a type of micronutrients that help each of our specific uh, systems in our body function. Um, mm-hmm. Things like vitamin C, very well known to help you know boost the immune system, um, help cleanse out people's systems from things like nicotine, helps with nicotine withdrawal, things like that. Um, as far as COVID-19 goes, they've been looking into what kind of vitamins uh, the body really needs to do that. So mm-hmm. far, the most... Um, popular or the most uh, highly researched one is actually vitamin D. Um, It actually has been proven to prevent uh, upper respiratory infections with things like colds and flus. Um, And so they've been looking into that, seeing how uh, COVID-19 is affected by it. Um, A lot of the science is still out on it. They say Mm -hmm. it looks promising, um, but they don't have a definitive yes or no vitamin D will help. Will vitamin D supplements help you? Yes, they will definitely help your body feel better. If you're outside in the sun getting vitamin D, will that help? Yeah, that'll also help. The sunshine will also, you know, kill off any exterior coronavirus as well. So, um, yes, getting more vitamin D in your system can only help you at this point. Um, Whether or not it's specifically going to help you fight off COVID-19, they're still looking into it, but it will help your body's immune system in that respect. Great. Um, another rumor that has been going around is that coronavirus is either caused by 5G or related to 5G somehow. Can you talk about that? Okay. So when you talk about 5G, 5G actually includes fifth generation technology of telecommunications materials. Um, it's what cell phones work off of. It's what Wi-Fi works off of. Um, and as far as we know, there's there's no connection that we know of between 5G causing coronavirus or um, exacerbating any sort of um, COVID infections. Um, and so as far as we know, the technologies that are around you today in your phone, in your computers and stuff won't make uh, any, any cases worse, won't make you more prone to getting it as far as we know. Um, so... There may be some studies on that still. Uh, I haven't seen those ones, but they may be coming. So um, we can always revisit that later. But if you're looking on your own, look look at like credible sources and stuff. 
So uh, if you're doing searches for things like that, um, use Google Scholar um, rather than your standard Google because uh, Google Scholar typically releases peer-reviewed uh, journals and papers or um, what are considered white papers by universities that um, are credible but still need to be verified. So that's a place you can, you can look for connections there if you want some hard scientific data on, on the issue. Sounds good. Um, so <clears throat> I wanted to ask you about, um, I guess, the risk factors of some different situations that most people are probably in yeah. um, as far as um, contracting the virus. So um, for example, if we have someone who visits a store and they have the virus, um, what, are, what are the chances of you visiting that store later and contracting it from that situation? Okay, so there are there are scenarios that are more high risk than others. If that person mm -hmm. is not wearing a mask and is actively coughing, um, that means vi viral particulates can land on surfaces, packaging, mm -hmm. whatever. Um, and if you touch it and then you know touch eyes, nose, mouth, face, um, you're much more likely to contract it. If the person was wearing a mask and keeping um, most of that viral particulates um, confined you're significantly less likely to get it. Um, there's also things that you gotta take into consideration like how how much ventilation the building has. Uh, mm -hmm. As far as places like the clinic, um, ideally they want um, the, uh, the HVAC system or the, the heating and air conditioning system circulating the air 12 times per hour in the building. That's just for the clinic, but that mm -hmm. dramatically lowers the likelihood of someone um, contracting or breathing in those COVID viral particles. Um, mm -hmm. And so it kind of depends on how um, efficient the building's um, air intake and, and circulation system is. Mm -hmm. um, the, the particles can stay suspended in the air for three hours. So the reason they look at, at how um, much circulation is occurring is because it's a dilution of the viral parts per million in the air. Um, obviously, the more time in between you being present where someone that had COVID was is better. Um, but usually there's there's a low risk if the person was masked and you were masked and you show up, you know, an hour later or something like right. that. Okay, so um, how would that change, say, if you're in the same car with somebody who has it? So a car is a very different scenario. You're obviously mm -hmm. in a much closer confines. Um, but in addition to that, there isn't as much air circulation unless you're, you know, have all your windows down and the air is just blowing through the car. Um, mm -hmm. There's there's a much higher likelihood of contracting it then um, mm -hmm. because you're breathing air that isn't being circulated. Got you. Um, so <clears throat> what what are the first steps somebody would take if they knew that they were in contact with somebody who has a confirmed case of COVID? Okay, so in the event you you know you're around a positive COVID-19 case, the mm -hmm. first thing you should attempt to do is quarantine or isolate yourself. Um, quarantine technically means that you're removing yourself from the surrounding of, or the presence of other people um, because there's a possibility you may be infected. Um, isolation is when you're removed because you are absolutely confirmed to have a case. So you want to mm -hmm. quarantine yourself and remove um, yourself from being around other people. At that point, you want to contact your healthcare provider and let them know you feel you've 
been exposed or are pretty certain you've been exposed to a positive COVID-19 case. Um, mm-hmm. In that case, they'll arrange testing with you. It could either be at you know the Menominee Tribal Clinic or at another facility if you see a healthcare provider somewhere else, um, and they'll set up the testing. With COVID-19, they've found that the body's system um, takes about four days to manufacture enough viruses to show up in what are called the PCR uh, uh, tests. A PCR test is it's the common one where they do the nasal swab um, and they test that. They basically just grind up all the materials in that swab and see if they're the specific you know, viral pieces that are left in there. Um, so you may not get tested the same day. If you did get tested the same day as you're exposed, it'll probably show up negative. And the reason for it is your body just hasn't manufactured that many viruses yet. So don't run out the same day and get tested. Um, you may get what's considered to be a, a false negative. Um, right. And I think we talked about that in our, in our last episode where it says you don't have it even though you may. Mm-hmm. Um, so... After, after that point, getting tested, you'll want to follow your health care provider's recommendations, um, quarantine until the, the results come in, and hopefully you can stay healthy through the whole uh, encounter. So I just want to, I guess, highlight the fact that the purpose of quarantining yourself is because you don't want to spread it even if you, you know, you may not have symptoms. Absolutely, yeah. So you, you can spread the virus even without symptoms. Um, about 35% of everyone that contracts COVID-19 will be considered asymptomatic. So they won't actively be Mm -hmm. coughing. They won't actively have a runny nose, Um, but they'll still be exhaling um, viral particles when they breathe. And so that quarantine, you're right, it's to protect other people that might be around you in your household or in the community. Great. Um, So, you know, uh, things are starting to to open up a little bit more, kind of return to I guess our new normal. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. um you know people are starting to move around a little bit more, get together a little bit more. Um what are the types of situations that people need to avoid the most? Definitely crowded scenarios where you're um closer than, you know, 5 to 6 feet from individuals around you uh that are not members of your immediate household. You'll want to limit exposure to I guess for for lack of a better term, um, strangers, because those may have uh, an exponential number of individuals that you can't contact uh, Mm -hmm. that may have brought, uh, you know, the coronavirus into your immediate surroundings. Um, You know, limit your time indoors with strangers in stores um, and places like that. I know personally the church I attend right now isn't having um, in-person meetings um, mm-hmm. because you can contract the virus as you're sitting in you know close proximity to a large congregation of, of churchgoers. Um, that that may differ you know where you go to church, but um, that is a potential place for infection, and people need to keep that in mind as well. Um, mm-hmm. And then uh, also riding in a car, you may want to try to limit the number of people you have in that car just to uh, decrease the amount of air that you're all sharing and stuff like we talked about in the previous recommendation. Okay. Um, was there anything else that you wanted to let people know? 
So one of the things that the, the community does need to know is that um, the National Guard testing that took place on the reservation is completed. Um, 881 individuals um, were for, from the local community. All of them tested negative for, positive, or for COVID-19, which is great to hear. Um, it means the social distancing that, and uh, the other precautions you've been taking worked. The one positive case that the tribe had, uh, the individual uh, was hospitalized for a while. Um, they went to isolation and they actually recovered very well. Uh, they were released to go home this week. Um, and so their recovery is what they'd consider optimal. And uh, so even within the reservation, the cases of COVID-19 are decreasing. Um, and that's a really positive sign for our community. Um, on the flip side of that, though, Shano keeps finding more cases of COVID-19. Um, so if you're going to be in the Shano area, Shano County, you know, be cognizant of who's around you and where you're going. And if your trip is absolutely necessary, because there is a higher rate of spread um, in that community than in, there is on the reservation um, and in our county. Okay. Uh, why went in for listening to the Menominee Indian Tribe of Wisconsin podcast. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Stitcher. You can also listen to the podcast on menominee-nsn.gov under the community tab. Keep up to date by following us on Facebook at MITW Podcasts. We are aiming to do weekly updates with Vaughn and welcome any community questions you have regarding COVID-19. Please send them in to us via email at podcast at mitw.org.